0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the War Room. We got Ted, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B Austin, the Hot Block Commander. how you wanna end up one or two hours show to get the brain running with the premise talk sports on a national level, both with the topic. Sort of like Scrubs when it's game time, like the Fab Five doing prime time. blunders, to beat my minds a little bit. Sports, medicine, sports, veterans, and greats. The 4th for 26th or the war in away It's the war room. for five nights at the round table. Five
2: silly guys, different, the five, and educated. Yo, we got
0: technical difficulties. We'll be right with you. Microphone check, One two one two.
3: Brother B. Austin, what's goodie? What's good
0: with you? You can hear me now? I can hear you. You loud and clear.
3: Stoned in the way of the wonk. I don't even know what that means, but Cypress Hill used to say it, and it was mad cool to me. Listeners, bear with us.
0: Technical difficulties, we will be right back. Yo.
2: Yo, Brother B. Can you hear me? Yes B, you hear? Yes so I don't know what's going on with what's going on with the with, with the tech today, good brother? Like you
0: know, maybe they are afraid of what we're
2: gonna say. Like the fourth time, you know, that the the Illuminati done done kicked me off, probably because I didn't want to and join. But how you how you good brother?
3: Man, I'm blessed, you? beloved. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. Anyway. Coming to.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go from this, we good from this point on. No, I just want to say, man, we apologize to those listening. We got people listening. But uh, I want to say, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, which is brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jimmy the Blueprint. I'm with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, the Illuminati is trying to stop us, but we still here. You know, the NSL season is beginning to take shape. NBA preseason has started. Baseball postseason is here. Hockey is back, so it's a lot of sports to definitely talk about. It's that time of year. So keep it locked right here and get in on the conversation. You can do that right now. Go to the JW Philly Realty chat room, which I'm opening up in about two seconds because uh, the Illuminati is trying to stop me from doing so. Um, but we're going to get that open up. That's blogtalkradio.com slash room Or you can join us on our Facebook or Twitter, which is at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about ten minutes after we gamble with Gus when we open up the Digital Stream Tech hotline. That number is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. Before Before we get started, make sure during the week, when we're not live on the air, you check out all of our archived episodes. You know, you could do that at WarroomSports.com, the mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere where you find podcasts, you can find the Warroom. And listen, man, just go right to WarroomSports.com to pretty much find everything that we're doing at the hub, WarroomSports.com. Brother B. Austin, i got to ask you a quick question, man. Are we trying to abolish the 13th Amendment or no?
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: shout out to the guy in the sunken place Um, I got a lot to say about that Are we trying to abolish Well, if I think if we were doing the right thing It never would have been to begin with Because there would have been no conditions mm-hmm. On the erasure of that evil and nefarious institution That is slavery So, you know, mm-hmm. that's my take it should have never been necessary, and there's no way that it should be conditioned upon imprisonment or incarceration or used as a punishment. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is, man. So, so I mean, my, my question to you is this, though. Speaking of that, um, Kanye, with all his shenanigans and everything that he got going on, does it affect the way that you uh, hold him in regard in terms of his music, or are you able to separate the two?
3: Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, that's a great question. It's funny. I think that more than objectivity, right, and that's, that's, a, that's a buzzword that the War Room Sports and the War Room Sports Nation have been, around, have been about for many, many, many moves. I think more than objectivity, we're about balance. To, be, to live a human experience without bias is impossible. So I say all that to say, yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 do, I do still appreciate him as an artist, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't different. I'd be lying and disingenuous if I didn't say that when I hear him or see him, there's mixed emotions.
2: All right, so if like, you know, so will there ever be an opportunity where like or a chance where it goes back or is like he's done at this point to you? Not necessarily done, but it w- will it ever be the same, I guess I should say.
3: Um okay. no, it, it 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 probably won't, but I would like to I, I <laughs> the challenge with with all of this is to actually still consider that this man is Diagnosed to be number one um, bipolar, uh, mm-hmm. but also I believe schizophrenic. So I think that we're dealing with mental issues as well as you know just his political or social leanings. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that has taken into uh, I think that has to be taken into consideration.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I always wonder like, cause I know that, you know, a, a lot of people held him in high regard, um, just based upon some of, some of his, you know, uh, commentary and things he said in the past, just to see if people could separate the two, right? Cause we talk about sports. That's, that's our platform, right? Shout out to Skyview in the chat room. Um, they finally allowed me to open up a chat room. the, uh, the tech gods is, is, is trying to you know sabotage us for whatever reason, but we got it working right now. Skyview, I see you in there. Salute to you. But, um, and, and bringing it back to sports, right, you know, because we talk sports, I just find it very interesting considering you have guys like, uh, you know, Kobe or, or OJ or whatever, whoever you name that have had issues, you know, off the field or court and to see how people treat them, right? And it's interesting. It's also mentioned in Sports the Book, which is the greatest sports book ever written, you can get it at that OJ Simpson, when the NFL was doing like their greatest players of all time, they literally said, in ranking him, that he fell down a couple notches because of his all-fulfilled activity. And I was like, huh? Like, what's that got to do? You know, and, and, and some of the writers what have you say that it's, it's an overall thing like how you represent the game affects how you're ranked. You know, so I just find, I always find these arguments interesting because I see both sides of it as one of those things where, you know, I can see you um, what, people's actions. Action. We, we try. Being objective is noble. It can be it
3: can be a noble thing but it's it's not mm-hmm. really possible for a human to 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 look through a lens with complete and utter unbiasedness so for me the context around my life and the similarities between myself and Kanye West which Wow, people gonna laugh at that. But what I mean by that is he's a black male, born in the late seventies, early eighties, in an urban environment in the United States of America. So there's certain commonalities mm-hmm. in that experience, and it's like for him to have some of the positions that he has is interesting, man. And I believe that he has suffered a disconnect from the rest of black society in America. And a part of that is due to his wealth. A part of that is due to his Mm -hmm. ego. A part of that is due to his elite views. And another part of that is due to what I perceive to be serious mental disorders. So when he had the rant on Saturday night live, which is what you're referring to, I listened very closely and very carefully and shout out, to, uh, to Frank Ski, in the morning radio personality based in, in Atlanta who kind of broke down some of the buzzwords and some of the key indicators of uh, evidence of Kanye West's mental disorder within that rant, within what he was saying. Yeah, And a part of his whole thing is, you know, allow me to be free and be human. And you guys, meaning black society, are so worried about Trump and downing Trump that you're ignoring some of the larger issues. You're ignoring – I think what he was saying is you're ignoring the larger systemic racism that doesn't allow us to be human, i.e., the 13th Amendment and the use of legislation to continue – perpetrating racism and slavery in the black community. That's where he was driving at. But here's the problem. Mm -hmm. You don't get to tell others to forget about what has become a brash symbol of contemporary white supremacy and racism in America. You don't get to say, hey, forget about trump forget about those that follow trump because there's bigger and badder fish to fry in the larger institution of america it's all one and the same and what he what he president trump represents larger has to be addressed and you can't you can't just label everyone that that follows groupthink, because that's what he's getting at, group think. Oh, you you know, you get to paint the devil's horns on Trump and you get to use lazy analysis. Well, to an extent that's true. That's human behavior, but there's a larger issue. And and Kanye, while making some valid points, is actually derailing the true conversation because it's all one and the same. And what Trump represents is a group of people who supported the use of the 13th Amendment as it's been deployed. So, nah, Kanye.
2: This is a layered topic. I, I was, I was, and I see you going in. You got you, you get in your bag, which I appreciate all the time. But it's a layered topic because it's interesting because I, I, some of the points I get, I get what he's trying to say, but he's terrible at communicating his thoughts. But I always yeah. find it interesting in terms of um us, us talking about sports. And, and we're living in a time, right? where um, things are so political that it's not just a matter of what your athlete does. You need to know how they feel about certain topics. It's kind of weird because we're old enough, Um, and, and shout out to all our young listeners because we are the OGs, we old enough to remember a time where we didn't have access to athletes' lives the way we do now. So I couldn't tell you how they felt about certain topics, nor did the media seem to ask. So it's a combination of the time we live in, the 24-hour news cycle, social media, all these things that goes into this Bro. bag, and now we, we – it's not, it's, not, it's not good enough for you to be able to throw a football or shoot a basketball. How do you feel about gun rights?
3: We don't have to offer that disclaimer anymore because a large portion of our athletes are standing up. Not a large portion, but a significant amount of our star athletes are standing up and taking a stand and making statements. And because of where social media is today... You you don't even have to offer that disclaimer to those that would say, oh just shut up and dribble, run and shoot or throw or yeah, oh yeah. shut up, Jimmy uh, uh, B Austin and Devin, and just talk about the sport because there is no line to be crossed anymore. You know it's crazy, right? It's all one and the
2: thing. It's crazy, right? Because it, it, it's so many layers to this. I was talking to Jamel. Yeah, I'm name dropping. And she was she was talking to me about how athletes have always been on the cutting edge in terms of um, social change. But the question I have for you, and I'm not giving my opinion one way or another. I just really want to see how you feel about it to the callers. Listen, make sure you call in and um, join this conversation. We're getting ready to get Gus on in a second. Um, But I think it's an interesting conversation because what do you think it does for the games that we enjoy? Do you think it's a good thing that athletes are forced to kind of take a political stance one way or another? And it's not just athletes. You see it with your companies, companies that you do business with, we need to know like how do you feel about this social topic whether it's gun control laws or or abortion or or affirmative action whatever the topic of the day is, we need to know where you stand. It's not just about how well how well you are at your craft. What does it do to the games that we grew up enjoying? Is it a good thing overall or is it a bad thing? What do you think about that? Real quick, B. Austin, and then I'll get Gus on. It's a great
3: it's a great thing. It's a great thing because where where social injustice is allowed to fester and it's not tied into your athletes, your entertainers, your celebrities, and your folks in the public eye where they don't take a stand, where they don't let their feelings and thoughts and positions be known, then whatever it is that they are a part of, whatever job they're doing to maintain that celebrity and get that check is a distraction Mm -hmm. taking the people away from what matters, and what is important. So really it becomes that proverbial line in the sand, either you're with us or against us. And if you're against us as an athlete or entertainer, that means you don't take a stand, you don't make a difference, and you're part of a distraction that keeps the larger populace, Mm -hmm. their mind occupied and away from what matters and what's important.
2: So I love when No, I get that point, but the, but the question I'm asking you is, what does it mm-hmm. what does it do for the actual game? Because it's interesting to me to see the topics when you talk about sports. Now, a lot of the talk about sports has nothing to do with sports, you know. Which is, mm-hmm. it is I, I enjoy it because I, I I like politics as well. I look at business and politics like their own sports. Like I literally follow CEOs and certain political figures and watch and watch them the same way I watch an athlete. So for me, like. All my world's emerging, so I enjoy it. But I also talk to people who look at athletics as being a distraction from all the other things. And I'm not taking that side because, again, I enjoy it. But I, I just wonder how our callers, and, again, I, we got some calls in line. I definitely want to chime in on this. I'll get you guys on. But thinking about this before I get you on. Do you think it's – even if you agree with athletes taking a stand, do you think that it hindered the game in any way whatsoever? Just a just pure game. Um, and be off. Awesome. Nah, no,
3: nah, I, I don't. I don't. I think there are other things at work here that hinder the game or have uh diluted the sport or done negative. It ain't, it's not athletes, celebrities, and entertainers taking a stand or letting their position be known, it's other things.
2: Okay, all right, I respect that anyway, man. Um, Definitely, definitely some good dialogue to start to show up. But we just jump right into it. First, they try to first they, it, they try to hold us back, and then we just get right into it. <laughs> but um, let's talk about some hot topics, which is brought to you by Bookie. What up, y'all? Let's talk turkey and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests, and that's on my bookie because the NFL is here, and there'll be postseason is here. Basketball's on its way, so it's a great time to you know try to make some chicken betting on these sports. You can lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players. Placing bets at mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. you're tired of getting to run around when it's time for a payout, don't worry, that's not going to happen here. That's why we urge you to join mybookie. You win, they pay fast and without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after the tip-off, the kickoff, off face-off, whatever it is you watch, you can bet on all of it. You can join now. Mybookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. That's right, 100%. Just use the promo code when you sign up, which is WARROOM, one word, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, and you can activate this offer. That is mybookie.ag. Look, play, win, get paid, period. First thing we got to do is speaking of, uh, you, know, um, you know, gambling, we got to bring Gus on because we're talking gambling with Gus. You know, Gus can give his opinion of our, our previous topics before he gives us his picks, but we got to hear his picks for this week. Um, Gus, what's up, good brother? You are now How in the How you doing? War Room.
3: How y'all yep. doing? How are you, I enjoyed the discussion there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah this man, man. My 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 man.
3: My fault, Gus. Brother Jimmy knows how to set me up. Like what he's doing right now is he's leading, <laughs> leading, leading the this right now, and he's no, just no, letting no, me No, no, no. But, but you know what, Gus? I'm taking all the shots. It's a
2: great discussion. It's a great discussion. I know you have thoughts. You 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 do a lot. You know you do writing, and, and we read your your pieces. So I know that you're a very thoughtful person. Um, but I just wonder, like, in terms of athletics this happens a lot of times where people say or do something and does it affect how you look at them as an athlete? That's the one part of it. And the second part is, how do you feel about politics invading your sports? Because there are people on both sides, and it's this, you know, it, it doesn't really skew directly down race lines. It does somewhat, but I've seen people even, um, you know, African-Americans say, look, I need this distraction, and, you know, they're
4: doing too much.
2: So I want to get um, you opinion real quick before you give us your tips for the week. How do you feel about uh,
5: the politics of sports?
4: Well, um, I wouldn't term it as invading because they've always been there. I I think um, Mm -hmm. for the quote-unquote majority population, let's cut to it, white primarily privileged uh, folks, but white folks in general, they've had the luxury of trying to compartmentalize their sports. So this is an an escape, and I I get that on one level. It's an escape. We we don't want to mix the two up. Those of us who live the day-to-day lives of being black in America, uh, women in America, any group that's um, um, marginalized from the power, whether it's LBGT, Native Americans, you can go across the lines, different different demographics. We don't have the luxury of necessarily doing that. And so any platform we have that we can get our issues um, uh, on the table to be discussed – we just don't have the luxury of not doing that. And so I've never seen it as separate. Um and, and I didn't really understand that I didn't see it as separate but as but I never did. Growing up uh, you can't tell me, if you look at that Laker-Celtic um, um, uh, ESPN 3030 series, you can't tell me that there aren't political lines that are drawn in how you root for teams. I can tell you uh, pretty much a person's political background based on the teams that they root for the most, by and large. Not always, of course, but I can give you a pretty good idea of who they root for. They like Go Notre ahead. Dame. They like Duke. I, I'm, I'm, come on. They like Notre Dame. They like Duke. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I can pretty much tell you, okay, so – but that's just me, okay? Um, <laughs> okay a couple books, though. you Anyway, again, yeah, talk to him, Gus. Tell him. Hey, a couple of books. I know your time's short. A couple of books, though, that I think intersect huh? that. Dave Zirin's um, The People's History of Sports is a great book. He's actually a colleague of mine here at Montgomery yeah. College. Um, great, great. I mean, I learned okay. things in that book about sports that I never knew, and he he really covers it well. Eton Thomas is just Released a book called oh, "We Matter: Athletes and uh, Activism." That's a great read to kind of go into the the subject matter as well for book. your audience. I'm, I yeah, just I'm got it. I'm, I'm, book I'm, book you know, I've it. read a little bit of it, but oh, I, I love the book. He, yeah, I've
2: read Dave Zyron's work, and um, he's we he actually set down We were setting a panel what, with Dave Zyron so he's a pretty pretty enlightened guy. But go ahead, Dale.
0: He, he was a boom as a player, but he is an
3: all star as an activist and socially
0: conscious
3: brother. <laughs> I really appreciate him as a human. Now, he wasn't much better than me at basketball. In fact, he wasn't. He was just taller. But, man, his social stances are amazing, man. Salute to that, brother. We appreciate you and love you on the war room, and we know you're listening. Um, so, if you want that one-on-one, it's all good. They get it.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. The, the last No, but the but, last thing I'm saying, Dave,
2: Dave, Dave, is, Dave is very sharp. Like We sat on a panel with him at Temple University. On well, some sort of sports panel, but he, he was a pretty, like, you know, a pretty interesting guy to hear him speak. But um, what's the last one you said?
4: Well, the last thing I was going to just on the Kanye Pitham, you know, take whatever teachable moment we can. I work with a lot of young people, uh, particularly young um, mm-hmm. black males, wherever they're from, Africa, here. we all Africans as far as I'm concerned. But um, the, when he made that comment about slavery uh, months back, you might be shocked at how many young people actually agreed with him. Because they haven't been taught anything differently. We've been taught that we were the happy, kind of just, you know, um, accommodating slaves. And what it did, it gave, us a, it gave me an opportunity to introduce an author, a very, very, very a brilliant man, uh, by the name of Dr. Gerald Horn. And he wrote a book called The Counter-Revolution of 1776. And it gives a whole new spin on the roots of the so-called revolution And the role of slavery in it Which was as prevalent in that war As it was in the Civil War But we were never taught that And the fact is uprisings yeah, and revolts yeah. were common Common But we were never taught that And so when he said that It resonated with a lot of young people Because they don't know anything And you don't even hear a thing about uh, Dr. Horn He's at the University of Houston our History of African American Studies He's a frequent political commentator on hey, uh, yeah, i I've, I've actually
2: read that book And it's interesting because Um Man, we got share. We got share book lists, man. Cause you named it a couple books <laughs> that I read, one that I didn't read. But uh, that 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 book right there, like, you know, um, and I hate saying it, blew it, it. it's so cliche. Yeah, I hate saying a phrase of it. It, it changed my life. Cause I, you know, I, I probably say it about a hundred different books, cause I love books. But that was a book that enlightened me because, you know, um, it, it's sort it's sort of like reading the book lies my teacher told me when you when you realize just how you've lied to your whole life. But nonetheless, so um, great points, man. But you know what we got you on for, man. We got you on because outside of being an enlightened brother yourself, you love to gamble.
0: Um so <laughs> uh, uh, hey, come on, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta mix the ratchet man. You gotta take balance anyway, man. Investment. Investment. You gotta say exactly. balance. You gotta stay balance, man. So you gotta you gotta have your investments and you gotta you gotta have your enlightenment, man. So let's talk about some investments. Sports investments is, is, is uh, Gus told us to refer to his stuff. He said his stuff. Isn't gambling it's sports investing so exactly um, last week you know three three one and one it's pretty good it's pretty good right there um, that's right you know I'm eight uh, I'm eight, and three and one games since games.
4: starting out zero and five
2: nice 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 let's ask you about a couple games though um Bills uh, plus three and a half over the Titans
4: yeah Bills have you know a, a, a secret. Kind of under a sleeper of the NFL the last couple of years, the Bills have had a pretty good defense for the last several years, um,
0: mm-hmm. and,
4: and when I looked at that game, I'm looking at now what's more likely the outcome: the Bills come out two and three, or the Titans come out four and one. I think the Bills coming out two and three is much more likely than the Titans coming out of that game four and one. So I'll take the Bills plus okay. the three and a half. I'm actually probably going to take them to win on the money line and some, in some, uh, on some level.
2: Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. So we got the Falcons who are also getting three and a half over the Steelers. Man, the Falcons, man, fantasy-wise, yeah. the Falcons are lighting it up, but they can't win no games. What you got Falcons getting three and a half?
4: Well, it goes back to that how fantasy is driving football. Fantasy football and um PlayStation is driving the game. Um, you can be great in one and, and, and mediocre in the other. But I think in this case, I hate to say it, my Steelers are just in total disarray. And, and to speak of the Steelers as being unstable, that's like, you know, that's like, you know, that's like lightning striking twice, but that's that's where they're at. The defense mm-hmm. isn't there, the Falcons, like you just said, they can score. I wouldn't be shocked if they went out right. I hope they don't, of course, but certainly I'm taking the three and a half <laughs> with the Falcons.
2: Okay, got you, got you. All right, so how about the Seahawks? They're getting seven and a half over, uh, as Dev calls them, this year's dream team, the Rams. But seven and a half, the Seahawks getting seven and a half against the Rams that just like at home. You know, from, you look how you look at how fast football changes, right? The Seahawks like yep. were competing for Super Bowls just a couple of years ago and now they're getting seven and a half against the Rams. That just sounds it just sounds ridiculous. But that's where we're at now. So what you got on that?
4: Well, I think it is ridiculous, uh, in terms of um the line and I think what they want everyone to do is take the Rams and lay that seven and a half, laying hooks on seven three or ten 14 is, is rarely very intelligent Anyway I think this is going to be One of the, first of all the, the Seahawks can still They still have a top 10 pass defense um, I think mm-hmm. this is one of those games Where golf finally has maybe Two interceptions and the Seahawks Can stay in the game I don't I'm not necessarily Picking them to win but the Rams are certainly deal, Due for a down game that's just the way It happens and mm-hmm. Seattle Up in Seattle is still I oh no, no I'm, I'm going to take that seven and a half Got you
2: got you Okay, so uh, we got the Cardinals are getting four
4: and a half against the Niners. Okay. You got in there? that game, I, I'm taking the Cardinals. I, I think in that game, first of all, the desperate, obviously. Uh, I've always thought of the uh, 2000, of this rookie quarterback class, I've always thought that um, Josh Rosen is going to be the best of them. And who knows? Mm-hmm. That, that that remains to be seen. But I've always thought he's going to be the best. This will be his second game. Um Uh, Bethard is not as good as he played last week. The 49ers had a rally game last week. That's why I took the 10 and a half and I I got got by on that one. They had a rally game last week after a big injury. I think they're going to start dropping back to their mean without Garoppolo. So I'm taking the Cardinals plus the four and a half. They may actually get their first win there.
2: Hmm. Texans minus three and a half against the Cowboys.
4: Yeah. Um, Texans have a top 10 run defense. And you don't need to be a football professor to know that if you can stop Dallas's run game they have no chance of beating you minus you turning it over a bunch of times. No one in the league fears um no one in the league fears Dak Prescott throwing the ball down field. So the strategy against Dallas is pretty easy. Now that doesn't mean it's easy to stop. They still have a good offensive line and and and, and, and um Buck, we got call him, is still a hell of a running back. But uh, <laughs> But I uh, I think the Texans found they, they found their offense and um, again Dallas just doesn't have enough weapons on defense so I'm taking the Texans.
0: Okay, all right,
2: nice man. So we'll see how you do this week and we'll tally everything up for for the season, man. But as usual, man, we appreciate your time. I'm gonna I'm I'm send you a message offline, man. We gotta you gotta you know, share some more books with me that I may or may not have re- uh, you know read already, man. But I appreciate uh, appreciate you as always, man. And um, thanks for you know um, bringing the information to us, Gus.
4: Well, thank you, and I'll I'll look forward to what you've read as well.
2: Absolutely. I'll talk to you later.
4: <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, brother.
0: Thanks,
2: Gus. Oh, man, our phone line's on fire right now, man. Let's get Lou from Jersey. Uh, other calls we'll get to you in a minute. We've got to get, get through some of these calls. Lou, how are you, sir? All right. What's going on, Lou? What right. you want to talk about, Lou?
6: Well, of course, we're um, – I've seen some of the, um, through the first part of the season, I've seen, of course, some uh, big surprises in the league, and I've seen some
0: mm-hmm.
6: disappointments, of course, in the league. Okay. What is your, even biggest though surpri- I'm not, what's your biggest disappointment? Well, my biggest disappointment is probably the um, the obvious right now is uh, the um, the Patriots, who are not um, living up to uh, potential they've been in the past few years. But then again, with Edelman coming back, that might be um, changing. Uh, also with the with uh, the Steelers, you know, without without Bell, this team I don't think is going to do very much. They don't have a good solid linebacker. You know, if they don't get Bell back, it's going to mm-hmm. be a miserable season the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, now for yeah, the positive yeah, side,
6: although I'm not a fan of it, uh, the Dolphins. I mean, their quarterback has really shaped it up in its second year. I am not a Dolphins fan by any means, but I will mm-hmm. give them credit uh, after their after their good start much as I can't stand them. What's
2: what's interesting, though, the season is very long, and and, and New England has been so dominant in that division that a lot of people aren't even paying attention to kind of what you just said, which is a good point that the Dolphins are starting out very I know, I know. But, you know, if I I, I ask you right now, do you think they'll, like, you know, they they can sustain this and that New England won't end up running away with the division? Like, you know, what would you say?
6: Well, I know a lot of people, you know, are going to disagree with that. I'm used to it, so... If they ignore me of what I'm saying, yeah,
5: so be it. Mhm. Okay.
6: Okay. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Hey, you my close friends agree
2: with me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, injuries yeah, can man. happen. You got, like you said, you got people, you got people coming back from injury. Um, and it's just hard to, like you know, count out a team after four games when they've been so successful. And they've dominated that division for, you know, over a decade at this point. I mean, man, what, a decade and a half or something like that? They've been dominating that division. So, um, but it's, it's good to see the Dolphins kind of like, you know, finally competing against a little bit. But uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell. But uh, it's interesting to see the right. Steelers because, I guess, you know, you're the second um, person to bring up the Steelers. To so, so, I got to uh,
6: take this a run. I'll try to call you again as soon as possible. Yeah, Lou, thanks Give for the call. We
2: appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Sure. i take All thanks, right, Lou. take care. Yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see people, uh, like you know, um, w- with that whole situation with uh New England because they kind of starting out slow, but you know, be Austin, you know, uh, who who does anybody really believe in the Dolphins, man? But let's get Tobias on because Tobias has been on hold. Um, we want to get his opinion on a couple things, man. Tobias, how are you, sir?
7: What's going on, gentlemen? I think Mister Charlie got a hold of Dev, huh? But um.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, the world, well, um, man so salute to him.
7: Hey, but first thing about New England, no one wants to talk about this with Tom Brady. He had the ultimate break for the past a league that the rest of the division has been god awful. So he always got that first home game, usually a bye week. But nobody wants to talk about mm-hmm. that. I'm not. I'm not knocking them for it, cause you got to play who you got to play. But they don't want to bring that up. But if they don't like the quarterback, they'll bring that up. But Anyway, I heard that's y'all that's talking that's about life. Kanye. And, yeah, I heard y'all talking about Kanye and yeah. stuff, right? And uh, my mm-hmm. thing is, LeBron does a lot for the community out there in the Akron area. Uh, mm-hmm. he does. He's done a lot. Now, I do say, just going around saying F Trump and calling him names is not political activism. That's just more that that uh, the Democrats is going crazy instead of trying to come over candidate who will beat him instead of the two time failure who lost to the black guy. And a reality TV star Never thought I'd see a politician do that <laughs> but, but the thing is is That problem is Kanye is trying to play both sides of the fence But he can't please two sides Because at the end of the day He's an entertainer Meaning that white people own entertainment He's trying to ingratiate himself with them And uh, and it's never going to work Because there is no retirement Or pension plan for Koenig Ask Bill Cosby once well, they done with you, they
2: done Whoa. with you, and they gonna take all your money. Whoa! Fired. Oh, you, you said a lot to um, you said you said a lot to unpack I'm, right there, I'm man, here but, for
3: uh, it, Tobias. I'm here for it. Talk but, but, to but, but Tobias,
2: yeah. here's here, here's the question though, right? And and I don't disagree with everything you said. Um, the the great equalizer, with that being said, is that they do want entertainment. But what what you're seeing is kind of like a renaissance in in like music and entertainment business. Uh-huh. With people having a direct, mm-hmm. people having a direct to consumer approach and taking their business in their own hands, I don't know if he's mm-hmm. willing to do that because the thing about doing that is you don't get the spotlight. But but that's neither here nor there. The question I have for you is, um, and I agree with your point about like you know just seeing F Trump because that's one of the complaints that I have with a lot of brothers and sisters that I talk to is like you guys want to sit around and complain about this guy all day, but what's the plan, right? And and when you actually study the data, you see that it wasn't that. Like he won the election, she more or less lost the election. There were so Bingo. many jurisdictions in swing in swing states where people literally voted the entire Democratic ticket and didn't just click her name because they wanted nothing to do with the Clintons So the Democrats <laughs> pretty much um they they had didn't run a candidate that was that was first of all competitive enough. People didn't like her, um, and I mean and, and that's their preference. But with that being said what do you think about all the, the politics in sports? Do you think that it affects the game in any way? I wouldn't ask you whether you like it or not, because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you like to see people stand up for what they believe in. But just talking to yeah. people over the course of this week, and, and, and some people who I absolutely respect, right? Because one of yeah. the things I don't like to do is live in an, an echo chamber and talk to people who do nothing mm-hmm. but agree with me. I like to hear, I like to hear different perspectives and, and see their logic. But I, I heard a lot of people tell me just in conversation this week, like, that they don't like football, and like football is almost ruined for them. They love the game, but it's so many other things. And it's not that they dis it's not that they dislike Kaepernick or don't support them, but the love of the different games are gone because of the politics. How do you do? You think it affects the game in any way whatsoever? Here's a two part answer to that.
7: First part is okay. White people. I was thinking of white people. They aren't, They want to say stick to sports, so they don't want politics in their sports because it's about things that have to address them getting their advantages and how black people are being mistreated mm-hmm. in the 400-plus uh, years in the country. That's all that is. Let's just be honest mm-hmm. about that. But the other thing is yes. they keep politics out of sports. Those stadiums you're currently paying those taxes for, those owners uh, fleecing these cities, that's politics, people.
0: Mm,
2: talk to them.
7: Because the, the, uh, the stadium here in Phoenix, Glendale, that, for the Cardinals, I think it was built 2005, 2006. We're still paying taxes on that. <laughs> uh, Good
0: point. The you Chargers
7: know. moved because of stadiums. The, the Rams moved because of taxes in stadiums, the Sonics, all that stuff. That's politics, people. And, and so mm-hmm.
0: politics is
7: in your sports. Politics is, correct me if I'm wrong here, the color barrier. The politics is like yeah. uh, when it comes to like these uh, players declaring early things like that.
0: Absolutely. Maurice Clarett went to
7: court mm-hmm. to lead a
3: draft early. Absolutely,
7: Absolutely brilliant and players.
0: profound
3: position, man. Absolutely brilliant and profound perspective, me,
2: man. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of a, a, a book that Cornell West wrote, which is called Race Matters. And, and kind of what he says in the book is that, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, in every aspect of life, you can sit here and say, I don't see color, but race always matters. Like, it literally always matters. Um, So it, it, it's interesting that you bring that up um, about how politics is already there. But, you know, a lot of – man, I hear you. And, that, and that's some powerful stuff you said right there, man. But let's go back to something else you said, man, when you said that uh, when they done with you, they're done with you. Ask Bill Cosby. Man, that was heavy, man. What you mean. You, you you come on a day um sending shots at everybody, man. So hey, my question truth, is, when are you gonna send, send, send a shot? At, when are you
7: going, When are you going to send a shot at Fat Barry though? Hey man, all I know is that he and Zach Levine don't like defense and say they don't care about defense. And you go one for twelve in the preseason game where folks ain't even trying. Uh, <laughs> the off.
2: It. It'd be off if you don't catch that one. You know Tobias Tobias is a, is a Bulls fan and he has a he calls him Fat Barry Parker because um, uh, Bo basically gained a gazillion pounds and said he don't care about defense. He just wants to score it, but he ain't been able to do that either. So, <laughs> a little context yeah. of who fat, hey. fat bar is. Hey, Jimmy. Um, oh,
3: hey, Jimmy.
7: Hey, you forgot my other one. When I called Zach Levine the light-skinned trampoline, you know. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's,
2: That's all he goes for is jumping. Can't shoot good, can't pass, can't defend,
7: but he can jump. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, a bull- can I ask you guys a question calling, though man. Go ahead, go ahead, what's I up Can I ask you guys a quick question,
7: alright Cause I know it's like, Absolutely. I listen to these sports shows while I'm at work and stuff And they talk about the top 100 list Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. You remember when he was getting all those votes to start a team with Do you think, and he got none yeah. this year Do you think the playoffs last year Really hurt that Because he was looking around Absolutely. Suspect out there
2: Absolutely Listen this, the, the, this is just proof positive of the old adage that, like you know, the playoffs is where you really make your money and you really make your name. The regular season is cool for the highlights and all that, but you make your name in the playoffs, right? Because I give you an example: Zach, Le- like not Zach, I'm sorry, not Zach Levine, Klay Towns. Um, going into the playoffs, people were talking about him as being a top five player. He had a terrible playoffs, right? But then you look at Jason Tatum on the other hand, who had an okay season. You know, it wasn't it was okay. But the playoffs took this game up another level, and now people are talking about him being the next coming of LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Like, it it, it goes to show you because yeah. I guess you have so many eyes on you in the playoffs, and the games matter. So, you know that that's yeah. what you make your name. They
3: over they, they overreacted in both instances.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know it's possible, it but is. it's true. It's true, but it's it's just proof though.
7: You know what I think it is though? It's like I listen to like Jalen Rose when talking new like staying gun to a big man. And like someone talked Greg Monroe, the group I was in, but I said, no, it's always been the athletic big men, even those big men, the top big men in the '90s or 2000s, they were athletic. It's the plotting guy who like. never made it anyway
2: uh, <laughs> you know well, Pat, well, uh, Patrick, Patrick Ewing wasn't the greatest athlete um you know but but I especially, get your especially point, got the and... I, I, but I, I think I think, yeah. I, think the, I think the game is different too though the game. The game is, like, pretty much evolved into a European game at this point.
7: Yeah, and you know what? And people keep talking about, like, <laughs> Stan Van Gundy, like, running small. like, dude, if you got Joel Embiid or Boogie Cousins, you don't give them the ball. Or Anthony Davis, you don't give them the ball. I just think that you have to just be – you can't be Greg Monroe out there nowadays. You have to have some sort of athleticism. It's not necessarily a three-point shot. It could be a 15- and 18-footer. 'Cause I do think that just everybody wanting to every big man wanting to be um, you know, Dale Ellis here kinda takes away from your God given advantage sometimes because sometimes you may need a two point basket.
2: Sometimes you can throw that
0: ball yeah, down and get that two
2: point basket
0: eastern. Yeah. How many
2: how many players? how yeah. many players have have the game in which they can play with their back to the basket, like a uh Joel Embiid or DeMarcus Cousins? Because the fact of the matter is, jo- Joel is different. I'm going to tell, tell you why Joel is different. Joel is different because Joel does something a lot of these other guys don't. Joel gives effort on defense, right? So he yep, gives he does. effort on defense. But a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, even if they have a back-to-the-basket day- game, like, you know, Big Ja, who um, is almost out of the league at this point after being, like, a, a top pick, um, you can't play defense. And if, even if you have a back-to-the-basket move, if you're going to give up buckets every time on the other side, you're not going to play in this movie. Might as well go small. You're just not going to play. Oh. They, they'd rather have they'd yeah. rather have a DeAndre Jordan, who's athletic, really can't give you any back to the basketballs, but you can defend and you can play off the pick and roll.
3: Yeah. And you know what? It's that's like the DeAndre great, not here. That's a great point. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. One of the issues that I've been noticing, Tobias, is it's it's trickling down now to our youth. Uh, I still go to the playgrounds and and get off now and again and embarrass myself uh, more often than not. But I've noticed that the big kids, like you'll have a young man, you know, 17, 18 years old, um, and, and and he'll be six five or six seven, and he has no post work, none whatsoever mm-hmm. at all and I'm down here posting him up at six feet, and he doesn't know how to defend it, nor does he know how to take advantage of the fact that I'm six feet. I'm like, it's so sad to me. Like, it's really sad. It hurts me to it, it see is see sad, but, the degradation but it's literally, of the game. It's,
2: literally,
0: it's literally
2: a different game. It's, it's just a different game at this point. Like, So the fact of the matter is, if you have a back-to-the-basket game, but you're, like, unathletic as a big man, and you can't you can't play off the pick-and-roll – you can't spot up. You're done. You won't get clocked. There's, pl- there's plenty of guys when you watch college basketball who have those skill sets, but they can't get clocked because the game has moved to such a fast-paced game. And it, it's, it's just changed to the point where those skills, if you have guys who have those skills, and teams try to work around it, but it doesn't work. There's a lot of things at play here. There's, there's the idea of the analytics and how that's uh, taking hold of the game. There's the idea of getting up more shots. If you study the history of the game and look at the amount of shots that are put up over the course of time, we're, we're in one of the areas now. Like, there there have been times in the past, don't get me wrong, where we put up more shots. But we're putting up a lot of shots now. Um, So, no one wants to play when you pound the ball down low and, and have someone, like, think about the rule changes where you catch used to get the ball and they will pound it down low for, for 18 seconds and then make a move. Like, you can't even do that no more. Um, So... You know, a lot of it's legislated. A lot of it is the, the the skill sets. A lot of it is what's being taught. But that's what and you. I, I went to an AAU game, and everybody's on the wing, right? And and but that's just what it is. That's how you get your scholarship. It's a whole. It's a you know, different Jimmy, game.
7: You know what? I'll say this, and I got to run. Look, I watched Golden State, and I've been saying for a couple of years, Golden State made everybody lose their damn minds. Steph Curry gets just as many layups as he does three pointers and mid range jumpers. Katie the same way. Mm-hmm. KD and Klay Thompson be posting cats up left and right. They have diversified mm-hmm. games. See, the problem is that it's not the three-point shot. It's the fact that these people aren't diversifying their games. Because what if your shot doesn't go in? Holler Houston? Uh, What do mm-hmm. you have next? And that's what makes Golden State special. It's not the three-point shot. It's the ball movement. Well, no, no, it's, we, we it's, get just as many kind of and, and post
2: you're, you're leaving. You're leaving out a. You're leaving out a big part of that too, right? So defense. First off, and first off, you're talking about two of the top five players in the league. So, so it's like, okay, everybody can't be Steph Curry and and and, and Kevin Durant. That's the one thing. And two, no. what they had and nobody no. has. It's not a diversified. It's not just. It's not just. Listen, it's not just a diversified game. It's the fact that I've seen Steph and KD have bad games, and Clay comes out of nowhere and gives you 30. So it was like they also have they also have enough a, a diversified bench and a diversified starting lineup. They they have talent that they they have second units that could probably start in most of the league. So they have that so You can't leave that part out of it. But you're right, they do post up. But there are a lot of guards that post up in the league. They're not the only one. Um, but that's why that's not I mean about the game changer. It's not about the big guys counted it down low. Paul It's, it's, it's so even even within the context of them posting up, that's what's in the flow of their offense, and those pieces mm-hmm. fit together so well, which is why that team is so successful. It's not just the talent, Listen, but there's so, hey, many, Drew, there's so much context to the Warriors. They're great players, and they fit well as a unit.
3: I agree I agree with everything you're saying, Jimmy, but I get and understand Tobias' point because it, it's just like when Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson had their times, right? When Michael Jordan was atop the world, you wanted a ball-head swing man with earrings that could post up and shoot fadeaways, and the fadeaway became the thing to be able to do. AI, the crossover, became the thing to do. Golden State is on top of the world right now, and the only thing that people emulate is the deep three ball, not realizing that KD – though he shoots that at 38 to 40 percent, when he needs to get a bucket, he goes to the elbow extended. When they need Steph to get off and get a bucket going to the cup, they set that pick and roll. He slips the screen with the ball and gets to the rack and gets a layup. So it's like the the a part of the signature points of their games, it's like people ignore. And it's almost like the dunk. It's like they only look at dunking or they only look at shooting the long ball and they're not paying attention to or emulating the more mundane components of the game, hitting a 12 to 14 footer elbow extended. Like, never mind that. I'm not trying to go. But, but,
2: but, but I don't, but that, but that, but that's just not, that's, that's just inaccurate though, because a lot of the teams, especially if you look at the statistics of the teams that made the playoffs, right? Those teams, they shoot just as many two point field goals as say, a Golden State. Mm-hmm. So even Houston, Houston just gets up more shots overall, period. They get up more threes than anybody, they get up more twos than anybody. Houston is letting it go. Like they, they you know, trust the shooter. Houston That's what Melo
6: is your baby. Um, it's going up. <laughs> yeah, like like so
2: so, you know, but but if you look at if you look at the bottom of the league, right, in in terms of how the game is played, it's literally the teams that shoot um, more twos and threes. That's just statistically a fact. Um, Golden State averages about 33 a the game themselves. They do have players that can play inside and outside, but so do other teams. But the fact is, those other teams that have players that can do both, those players aren't Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. It's a difference, right? So even if and they do the right defensively now, too. And here's the other thing, guys. This, this, and current run. Laker, this current Lakers team, they have people that can post up, but they're not Steph Curry. They're not Kevin Durant. That's a big part of it. Is the fact that those guys are uber uber talented. They're some of the best players to ever play basketball.
7: And I say somebody, this, I'm going to run, but thanks for taking my call. But uh, I think what Absolutely. happens also is I, it's a good conversation though, because I think people like a lot of times say, "What well, is this one thing they did well?" And and that's what makes those players great their abilities to do other things. And because I remember when I was a kid watching Mike, Mike. There have been a lot of games Mike was cold, but Mike don't go to this hole, go to the free throw line, get going. And I remember something KG used to do. When a player was cold, you know, sometimes try the continuation, he'll swat it anyway. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because he don't want to see the ball go in. And I just think that, like, yeah. some of those things over the years, that sometimes it gets lost because everyone's playing 2K and jacking up stuff, where sometimes it's not yeah. all or nothing with the three. It's not all of the postgame. You have to have – I think we build these great teams, you have to have both. Because sometimes your shot may not go in, but, hey, can you do it? Or they may double your big man you no, in foul and, trouble. And, and, and what can you do? And don't get me things? wrong,
2: Tobias. I, I agree with you. The ability to make adjustments is one of the most important things in every sport, not just basketball. I just think using Golden State as a, as a measuring stick is, is probably a bad way to go because
0: that's even what if I can make adjustments
2: like them, even if I can make adjustments say just like Golden State, I can make the adjustments. I'm not making the adjustment with Kevin Durant. I'm not making the adjustment with Steph Curry. I'm not making this with Klay Thompson, Iguodala. You know, um, what about Draymond? We didn't even mention like
3: Big Well, Like
2: Big <laughs> you can, It's a difference when you're making an adjustment and you make an adjustment bringing in other guys who've been all stars, right? You got David West at the bottom of your bench. Are you serious? Like, so are, it's a difference when you can make an adjustment and you're bringing in an all star to make the adjustment with. If that makes any sense. So, I get your point though. Making yep. an adjustment is a crucial part of the game. Right? so It's like when people watched the Showtime Lakers play back in the day, people got enamored with the fast break and all that, but they were one of the better defensive teams as a team. You know, Bingo. I don't know he also got his magic slander about his, his man-to-man defense, but a team defense, they were one of the better team defensive teams in the entire league back then, but people yeah, only two
0: recognized two the five fast break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so...
7: So, same team, same with the Warriors, defense. Jimmy. Same with the Warriors. Great defensive team. And see, and that's the, mm-hmm. they're so. great they, – I know Mark Jackson put that in them. And they're, like Steph ain't a great defender, but he tries. And part of defense is effort. But that's what I'm saying. But also, not being a yep. great
2: one-on-one defender, if you play great team defense, you can make up for that.
7: And plus, my last thing, plus him putting forth the effort, at he and KD, the two, two best players, putting forth the effort. That trickles down to the rest of the teams. Like, hey man, I know this guy that great is out there, but he he's trying, and that trickles down. But hey, I want to say, hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey man, how at you guys next man, week, thanks man. thanks for all
2: the conversation, man. Oh, really? Great great points, great points as always, man. We, we appreciate you by the No doubt. Yeah man, great conversation this this evening, man. You catch us calling in with the fire, man. Um, and let's get through a couple of topics real quick. I, know, I I know Rob said he uh wanted me to bring him back on in a minute. Um, he was he was you know dealing with a young lady. He wanted to handle that first. So, Rob, I'm going to get back to you in a minute, man. Finish handling your business, man. We're going to get back to you.
0: No, uh, that's pretty quick. Anyway,
2: <laughs> listen, man, I want to see if you got an opinion on this at all, man. Um, Major League Baseball, right? So, they have yes, um their playoffs Their playoffs are getting ready to start. Um, So, I just want to know, you know, real quick, you're not going to really dig too deep into it, Paul. Who do you have winning the whole... Do you even know who's in the playoffs, De'Ale?
3: The Phillies.
2: No, yeah. All right, so I'm just gonna ask you who you have winning the entire thing, and and uh, see see if the te- the team that you name is even in the playoffs.
3: Uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, this is funny, right. I thought that
2: was a. I I thought that was a trick question because I figured that the easy answer all the time someone asked you that would just be to Here's say Yankees. Yankee. Um. Yo, but I yeah, hate but the, yeah, I hate but the but that. Be... So I'm Okay, I respect that. I respect that. Um, I, it's funny because like I was looking at the teams in the playoffs, and and it's some, some good teams, but I think I'm gonna go with the Dodgers just based on uh Yasiel Puig. And for those who haven't seen it, just Google Yasiel Puig post game um interview. He basically said the he was he he was talking all kinds of crazy and, and looking mad, suspect and doing it, but. I'm going to roll out with these Dodgers, man, besides the fact that, you know... Magic yo, the Dodgers
3: the, the Dodgers are all about winning, man. Their their ownership has won in life. <laughs> so, there's no way that they can lose. My yeah, man he, beat something that... He, uh, my man beat something that can't even be beat. Yeah, now, he so sacrificed his turn to do so, but... Yo, he sacrificed,
0: definitely that's, sacrificed his turn. Yo, that's
2: top yeah, nuts. man. It, Yo, shout out, shout to, out to um I think it's now on our chat room, Scotty, We got a couple in our chat room talking, and salute to them um before I get to the next topic because uh, they brought up a good point. We talked, we started the show talking about Kanye and athletes and, and, and the whole nine. And um, Scott, you said that uh you know we always have to go back to basically when uh, Kanye lost his mom. He said when he lost his everything changed for him. Um,
0: I totally yeah, agree with that.
2: Else. So, uh, I think it's now. So salute to now, that's you. Uh, says that. No. Um, no, that was the hardest really? time of no. their life. The hardest time of their life is losing your parents. Kanye's mom,
3: if Kanye's mom was alive, do you think he'd be
2: married to who he's married to? Really? Absolutely not. Con- no, absolutely not. Okay. Kanye's mom was uh to use the to, to use the to use the um the jargon used too much. She was a woke woman. Um, I haven't lost my mom, but I did lose my father at a young age, so I totally get it. Um, how it can change you. Um, but we always got to keep that in mind and be awesome. You brought up a good point too. When you said that, when speaking about him and, and certain people out here, this mental illness that we just don't address. Period. Keep that in mind as well. But anyway, my man, man, look my y'all man, in the chat down, man.
3: My man Kanye, in that particular Saturday Night Live situation, addressed the black community on the low. It was it was a, it, I don't even know if many people caught it, but he was like, "Y'all think I'm crazy." It's me against y'all. Like he took the position that the black community is against him, not the community, not community at large, but just the black community, and and rightfully so because of the MAGA and Make America Great Again hats. But yo, your man is schizophrenic, man. He's a schizo.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sad man. Sad man. Listen, let's get back in the sports. Though. Let's talk about the NBA because um, you know Jimmy Butler is trying to trying to get out of there, um, and the Heat are, like, you know, really aggressive in trying to get Jimmy Butler. Um, Where do you think he's going to go, and do you think that he will make any difference for the Heat?
3: Um, I definitely think that he would make a difference for the Heat. Um, I'm wondering how he would play a role with Mary Jane, but I definitely think that he would, you know, he would sit in there and <laughs> um, bomb. Um, I definitely <laughs> think he was 50. And I'm wondering what the Heat would have to give up in order to make said move happen. Would that be giving up Dwayne Wade? Yeah. Um, not necessarily going yeah. to Minnesota. Walk Dwayne to out of here. Yeah, he is. He is. And what type of draft choices? You know, Justice Winslow, the Justice Winslow experiment should be coming to a close Pretty soon, so he's not of much value. What are they giving up? Nobody wants mm-hmm. to sign White not because he's a bum, but because they that contract is hideous. So, what's the value
2: the Rocket, the that Rockets, Miami? The Rockets is, are also trying to like make a move. Uh, Rockets are also trying to make a move for him, but the problem that the much, Heat have man. is that is too that much. Minnesota was trying to dump a bunch of trash salaries on them as well. So, you know, um, right. it's interesting times, man. see so much player movement is crazy is it, it, absolutely crazy man so we'll see what happens with that man but another quick question in reference to the NBA is it, it's interesting in the preseason like um, with LeBron going to Cleveland right everyone has pretty much put Boston and Philly um, in the Eastern Conference Finals are, are they making a mistake is anyone overlooking the Raptors or are they right to just you know um, put Boston there I mean Toronto still has a solid team and they, they got rid of you know They got rid of their most loyal player, but, you know, they added the God to their team. So are people overlooking him? Like, are people foolish to uh, not give the Raptors a shot, Austin?
3: Yes. Yes, I think that Kawhi can make that much difference. And (laughs) Toronto's point guard has proven time in and time again that, um, yo, he's not what y'all think, and he's not what he looks like. So, I think that they are a dark – I think they're an outside contender for the one or two spot. I definitely have them three three or four, uh, five at worst. Three or four, likely five yeah. at worst, and possibly one or two.
2: I don't – you yeah, know, Philadelphia. it would so shock me, me if they finish – it wouldn't shock me if they finish one or two. But, I mean, these days in the NBA, it seems like cats don't really care, like, where they fall in, in, in terms of uh, – you know, shot the Popovich and bronze for, like, literally not caring about our uh, seating anymore. to making the playoffs you know, but this, but, like,
3: can afford to, I don't agree with that. I think that there's three teams or three people that can afford to do that, a team with LeBron, the Warriors, and a pop-led team with certain levels of talent. Everybody else better care where that seating is. You ain't got the best player okay. in the world or the best coach. Y'all better worry. Like don't get don't get no, it. No, I understand that. That's eating.
2: I understand that. I understand that, but that's how teams play these days. Like they people people rest on damn near every team at this point. I mean for me though, yeah, I yeah. just see them landing anywhere from, from from one to four wouldn't shock me. But I just laugh right. when people don't give them a shot at all. I'm like, you you got you oh, they're up to butt last Yo!
0: You know <laughs> <laughs> <He's
3: got money. laughs>
0: My man laughing,
3: at anyway, um... Yo that laugh sounds nasty <laughs> Like that laugh sounds <laughs> nasty Like that a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo
3: Jimmy. Yo that laugh <laughs> sounds right, like his brave
0: Yo that sounds like his <laughs> yeah, cornrows That's his
3: cornrows laugh. I gotta give you a Saturday
2: week I gotta give you a Saturday week before we move on Then we gonna get the Rob on the four We go Saturday week though is uh Patrick Mahomes. He's averaging seven attempts per game of twenty plus yards, right? So he's 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 going down the field. Um the guy he replaced, Alex Smith, has seven total attempts of twenty plus yards this entire season.
3: Yo, wow. Alex Smith Alex Smith is what yo, what you say Sam Bradford is. Yo, my man don't throw the ball to- further than <laughs> He is Captain Dink Dunk. Captain Dink Dunk. Like and I like Alex. I ain't I ain't, don't get it wrong. Like I, I don't got nothing against Alex Smith, but yo, never mind Alex. Patrick Mahomes. Yo, what's the wrong dude, yo? How are we balling like like yo, yo it's a video game, huh? cuz. Yo, he's playing yeah. in a video game and he's the ma- he's the, the makeup player. Like, yo, he is. Balling something awful. I, 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 you know, salute to Andy Reid, the quarterback whistle, whisperer. There are things that he can't do very well, and there are things that he can do very well. And one of them is make black quarterbacks shine.
0: Yo, Y'all shout see out what out I did? All the
2: Chiefs fans. I know a lot of Chiefs fans. I saw exactly what you did. I, I know a lot of Chiefs fans, and most Chiefs fans I know are like, look, um, playoffs they start, so they only like they, they want to get hype, but they can't get hype because they just wait for Andy to blow it in the playoffs. Paul, shout out to KC Mack, in chat. He says No, 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 no fat Pat talk, man. He said Alex Smith played one less game. Um, KC Mac don't even want to, he don't want to jinx the ball. He don't even want us talking about the ball, but we got to talk about it. He's balling right now. How could we not talk about it, KC Mack? Got to talk Yo, about Yo,
3: Patrick it. Mahomes what credit, what credit is due. has the best start of an NFL quarterback in history, ever. <laughs> Like, Yo, no one's ever
2: let, me, let, me tell started quick. The- let me tell people real quick how they can get in touch with us and then, Rob, we're going to bring you on. You can check out our website at warroomsports.com. While you're there, take your time and look around. Click on the Contact Us tab to send a message to us about our company show. Or if you want to inquire about, you know, sponsorship and advertising, you can do that there as well. For general inquiries, our email is info at warroomsports.com. While you're on the site, there's memorabilia you can do. You can actually go on in, you know, cop some T-shirts or something. Or you can go uh, click the blog tab, read our latest article uh, in the All-Sphere Sports and War blog. Click all the icons and tabs to follow us on every piece of social media there is. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Watch our webcast on War and Sports TV. You can download our free apps and get everything on the go right on your mobile device, and that's for iOS as well as Android. Um, you can join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room. Shout out to those in the chat room right now. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the To enter the chat room, sign up for a free profile on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't want to create an account, you can sign up through your Facebook or Twitter accounts. And while you're at it, click follow to get updates or reminders about our show. We'll be taking questions and reading posts from Facebook, Twitter, the chat room, everything while we're on the show. So, you know, just keep, keep continue to talk to us. Casey Mack, we we'll see you out there. Um, and, you know, we'll bring your points to the show. If you want to call in and speak to us directly, that number is 323 3 0 0 0 You can press 1 when prompted. If you already listen from your phone, you can press 1 if you want to talk. Let's see if Rob has done, a, you know, um, with this young lady. Told me uh, we'll get back to him. Rob. Yo, yeah,
0: what's you up, boy? How you Can y'all hear me?
5: Can y'all hear me? Rob,
3: you ready let her go? You let her go home?
5: Hey, 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 yo, man. Uh, It's just like um, YG said, man, because I ain't got time for that, man. That's all I got to say. So here we go. No doubt. Hello?
6: What's
5: good, though, Ryan? What's good, man? What's good? Oh, man, man, it's good, you know. First of all, man, play that track, and that's for the future track, the Dodgers and the Lakers and the Eagles. Play that track, man. Let's go. Okay, let me let me check it out. I, I forgot I forgot
2: you have Steam music at this point. So but I, I... We are the champion my friend And we'll keep on fighting to the end. Hey, Rob, what's the weather hey, like out in these days, man? What's the weather today, man?
5: Like seventy five to eighty it's real clear. And there was an earthquake on the shore, I'm kind of worried of that, but we good, man. We can sleep through an earthquake. Man. You can't sleep through a tornado or something like that. But anyway, no man. No doubt, no doubt. Yo, what else what else you got for uh, us, like, man? Uh, everybody is on. on uh, is, first of all, I'm kind of I'm kinda happy. I'm kind of mad. I'm happy that the Lakers are finally above there again, that, Matt, that Jenny Burns made uh, Magic Johnson. The H and I C, you know what I'm saying? And he bought the Lakers back. I'm not kind of happy That's with the ticket prices. I
0: are a LeBron lover now.
5: Huh? huh?
3: I say you a LeBron lover now. You you're a Bron No 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 no
5: no 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 It's it, it, and you know it's complicated too. It's like it's like you got Laker fans <laughs> who who That's like amazing. who who. So you got Laker amazing. fans who who wanna who wanna win. for LeBron But here's the thing It just doesn't matter Like if he wins two championships That would be great If he wins three We have a problem And by the way All I got to say is I get this out of the way Robert Moorhead Stay your ass in Cleveland And Court Bennett Keep dodging bullets And and sucking on LeBron Kneecaps in Chicago That's all I got to say man Yo Real
2: quick though man Um, You know Here's what I want to say Real quick while we got you on Because you out in Cali I find it interesting, man. That um, you know, I got a lot, I got a lot of uh, folks out there in California. Shout out to y'all! Shout out to all my people out in California. But I find it interesting how like the Rams started off so hot, right? And because and because they were playing so well, some of the city got behind them. The Lakers had a couple preseason games, and Cats do forgot that the Rams even exist. Like it's such a basketball town that yo, just those two preseason games and Cats don't even care about the Rams no more.
0: Yeah.
5: I know. It's kind of. I I know. I know. That's why it was kind of dumb bringing the football teams here because why would you bring a football team here and you're going to be. When you already have two big markets already, you have the baseball market and you have the basketball market. It's always been a basketball city. Let's not get twisted. It's always been a basketball city but now you have to rival Ooh. these two markets now if they want a championship maybe you'll see a little Rams fans but at the same time i, I don't even think they can rival the legacy of you of, of of a USC or 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 UCLA go ahead go ahead
0: the point that you made is the reason why they went there
2: because it's one of the biggest markets in the world, so they feel like they have to penetrate their market, ball somehow some way. Um, but I, to is me, it's interesting there, watching the dynamics play out. Watching the dynamics there, play
0: is
3: out. It's their inferiority got- is there a complex. They have an inferiority complex, L.A. does, when they look to New York, because New York has two football teams two basketball teams and two baseball teams. So they're behind. You know how that goes, man. They're behind. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Hold up, Rob.
2: Hold up, Rob. What I'm saying is it's not the city, though. It's the actual NFL because the city doesn't support it. So it can't be the city that wants it. The city doesn't want football, but the NFL is looking at the market. And they feel like they have to be there, but to me, oh, I was like, okay, so the Rams have put it together. They put a good team together. But once the Lakers play the preseason game, folks I know out there and watching the media don't even care anymore. It's like it's like basketball is here. it's just a weird dynamic to see it play out. But I don't know how they gonna how they're going to sustain those amount of teams over the time period because the Chargers don't draw right now. And you're talking about putting a brand new stadium, they can't draw fans right now.
5: They can't. They they can't right. and they 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 can't and they never will. I mean, come on, dude. Deb Deb went out to a Rams game uh out here, out here when they play the Eagles. He saw how many Eagles fans were, were there in LA. Uh, this, this is we can a take fast, fifty people th- this to
2: the is next team. Take, take we can take fifty people to the next Chargers game and walk up and get tickets. You can't do that in Philadelphia. You can't do that in Green Bay. Like, you also can't do that in a Lakers game. So it's, it's just—it's clearly not a football town. But anyway, man. With that being said, Rob, what else you got for us, man? While you're here. Oh,
5: okay. The Kanye thing. Oh, oh. oh, oh before we get to a Kanye thing, what'd you say about camp politics, uh ah, sports? Um. No, I said
2: I, I, I was a saying. Is do you think that it affects sports in any way at all, and from from the from the game yeah. standpoint? Does it affect the game I
5: mean, at all? I'm, I mean, yes. Without politics and force, uh, these, these 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 white folk would never enjoy the black athletes they see now. You know, people don't really take that now. Okay. You know, when they integrated the league, and and like he says, like one a smart, like one white person told me, wherever there's money, there's politics. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna re-listen to what Tobias said because Tobias just broke it down like. It's all, about, mm-hmm. it's all about. It's all about. It's all about the dollar. The reason why the Chargers left was because nobody wanted to to deal with the cost and all of that with the stadiums. LA wants to do it because they're mm-hmm. gentrifying everything anyway. You know what I'm saying? the The same same thing is yeah. going on with the with the Raiders. They want to gentrify everything anyway. Um, um, the same thing will happen to the 49ers. They don't even play in the, in the Bay in any of the Bay Area. They play way down the coast, like in a in the middle of like a a, 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 a rich, not non-populated area, you know. And, and yeah. about athletes, yeah. about 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 the athletes, um, about 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 you know how you separate the athletes from politics. It's very hard for me because Jim Brown really, really, really broke. My heart with my heart I, I it's really broke my heart no, because this is a guy no. with your grandfather this is a guy that's your no, grandfather He broke our hearts
3: too, man. He broke our it, hearts it too. I'm blaming I'm,
5: I'm, I'm blaming it on C T E. I mean I mean I mean now, this is no, I, I do not I d I don't I don't I, I I don't agree with that. I don't agree with C T E because you got I got I know some I talked to some Black Panthers who have been through a lot of PTSD, you know, you know, with the government trying to kill them and all kinds of crazy stuff, and they still in their right mind, you know. Um, but the thing is, um, no, you you miss my point. When,
2: my point is, I'm blaming it on that because I don't want to deal with the fact of of what the reality is. But anyway, go ahead though, go
5: ahead. I, oh, I feel I, I I I I feel you. And it's 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 hard, and pe- 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 people gotta look oh. at the future. In the end game, in the legacy, and and, and, and Jimmy always says this quote. Do you want to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history? The thing is, through all you know, you know you always want to be on the on the not the right side of history. Just j- j- just think consciously. I mean, people were talking, and I don't want to use Eminem's reference. But people people were talking about why why is Eminem talking about Donald Trump? Well, he always wants followers. This and that. He's just trying to ride off the being woke agenda. Well, if you listen to his albums before, he was talking about George Bush. So, like, you can mm-hmm. see the consistent. So you can see the consistency. And if George Brown, excuse me, Jim Brown, wanted to be consistent, like in the '60s, and um, and uh, stand up for Ali, and when he was talking about black economics, and when he was talking about black ownership in the '80s, '70s, and '80s. He should be consistent on on this note. Uh, when somebody is is like basically a manifestation of white supremacy in probably the most powerful position in the world, so I, I I it's 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 hard for me to 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 um to um to convey that reality, but it's it's a reality. And for people yeah. and, 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 and for people like. It, it, even when I told people, when um when uh when uh when, you know I got argument in class when people got mad that I told them I vote third party, and they be, and 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 I, the whole class was arguing, and I tried them like Trump is not the only, it, it, it's like, it's like black folk know that Trump is not the only uh, racist white president or racist white man that ever fought the face of the earth. You know what I'm saying? There are millions. Really? Yeah. Like there are millions, there are millions, there are millions like him. And why vote third party? Because I don't want to compromise. My great grandma was a mammy.
0: Amen. My
5: dad Amen. at one point was a was a union worker. Was 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 a, was a union was a union worker. And when, when when they were boycotting Alan Rouse in the in the late nineties, he told me, don't go to the store, don't go, don't don't cross the picket line. You know what I'm saying? People the very fair wages, you know. Uh, th- th- and, and and every, I I think I think um somebody said it at best. Um, and everything you do is a political stance. The woman you pick is a political stance. The food you eat is a political mm-hmm. stance. The thing that we convey in, you know, the ratchet videos and stuff I I share with my friends a political stance. Like I ain't gonna lie, some I I share funny pictures and stuff on Instagram, you know, on the low on the low key the DMs, but I don't. Go oh, as man, far listen, to, say, man. To, to say to say to say. Wait wait, wait. I don't go as, I, I don't go as far to say as 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 generalize the entire group like you know like a lot of dudes generalize uh, baby mamas they generalize our people they generalize Latinos they generalize everything. I don't go as far as that, you know what I'm saying? sharing that that type of energy, I, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Listen man, it's not wrong.
2: It's not wrong, man. You gotta be diverse, man. Like I, I, I donate my time in the community, but also double-fat fat pictures on IG. But anyway, Bob,
0: man. Bob, we're uh, quick what you went. for
3: a long time. We appreciate you, brother. I just want to say that we do Absolutely. really, really appreciate you. You got to move on, though, well,
0: well, but
5: I'll call, call man. I, thanks I, for checking in for my Cali, do, man. I just want to say one more. <laughs> uh, th- 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 thanks, man. Go I just want to say one more thing. I just want to say one more thing. To to Tobias talking about undocumented immigrants and stuff like that, I wanna I wanna tell all brothers to look up the history of Mexico in relation to Africa to, to Africans and how the second president of Mexico abolished slavery, how Mexican American war was about slavery and to and, and to think about this. Uh, like one thing I don't agree with Dr. Claude Anderson is when he's talking when he's very anti immigrant and to me he's very anti African in his approach to not reaching out to to the to the motherland and doing some economic work with them. That's what you have to do. The resources is there. The money, the spending power is here, but the resources are there. If you make those two connections, things will happen. You know, you they can yeah, deport or they they they, 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 to they they it's listen, listen, to too, they can see that you know, too. All, they, yeah, 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 but they can deport all document immigrants the next tomorrow and black folk will still not have jobs, will still be in poverty. And, and we'll still be in the same state we were 50 years ago. So yeah, but, but it, Rob, that, that's that's a that's a bit, that's a way deeper discussion because
2: Doctor Claude, his approach and his thinking isn't that simple. It's not a, it's not that simplified. There's a reason why he says what he says, and and you know we we can get into that offline, man. But thanks for your call. We got to move on.
5: Yeah. Oh, well, Alright, all right, fly, fly man, peace. Alright, uh... y'all. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, we got to talk about some topics, off uh, so we got to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. And this is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you're tired of reading the same old sports book or the same old sports list rankings and imaginary starting lineups and all that trash out there, go to sportstobook.com or warroomsports.com and get your copy of Sports the Book. Um, it's an amazing bestseller, and you got a copy, it. sportstobook.com. It's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. Um, I I don't know, um, if you actually saw this footage, but LaMelo was, uh, in Lithuania, um, playing a game and the gentleman bumped him and Melo slapped, slapped slapping right in his grill. And it was straight hilarious. Like, and I shouldn't say that because, you know, it's no different than me sharing World Star videos, um, you know, which I don't do that much, but, uh. Like, Mello straight slapped this ball, man. And then, you know, Joe got up, took him, and it started to a little incident over there. But did you see the video footage at all? all I'm right, a brother B. Austin. I don't know what happened to him. But uh, all I can say, for those who haven't seen the footage, make sure you go see the footage of you the, the because it'll um, definitely make you laugh.
3: I saw the footage, and it, it was a little – it was funny. Hopefully, uh, you know, the gentleman is all right. I, I think a slap um, from a beige tall woman – isn't, you know, isn't going to be a problem for him. But um, as I looked a little deeper into it, I realized, yo, Mello is very much, first of all, his name is LaMello. I only recognize one Mello. Um, LaMello, <laughs> you know, he he has been very suburban in his approach to things, and it's probably not his fault. It's his dad's fault. If you had that much of a problem with the ball that fouled you, which wasn't it wasn't that tough of a foul, why didn't he ball your fists up, man? Huh? Why didn't you give him that
5: work?
2: No, I think I think it's more embarrassing to slap a man than it is to close fist punch him. Like you know, I just bust out laughing because he just straight slapped the ball like I could do nothing but laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo,
2: it's it's, it's it's way more embarrassing. Like yo, it's way more embarrassing. To get snuffed is one thing, but to get open hand slaps is kind of embarrassing, man. But shout out to Lamelo, man, because Lamelo, they say he's six eight now. I don't know how tall he is, but the boy definitely grew, pause, and he's, he's um he's actually looking like an NBA player these days in terms of his size.
3: Well, but he, uh, he's legit. I say this, he's legit six six. He might be six seven, legit. Like he's yeah, he's tall. He is definitely tall so uh the n b a the n b a is not in his future the n b a is not in his future. I'm sorry to tell y'all
2: I you don't know, know big
3: ball of brand fans I, the n b
0: a is not in i
2: honestly don't know i don't know i think he may get a shot and the reason I say it is because his game he has game um and he's like filling out his size um and Pause, but I just, I, he may get a shot. He definitely may get a shot, man. So, had to bring it up because we got to keep up uh, to the big ball of brand. Um, those holding line, we'll get to you in a minute. I want to bring this uh, this story up for the next caller on, B. Austin, uh, because I got to hear your opinion on it, right? The, uh, a mother has filed a federal lawsuit after her son was cut from the varsity soccer team. Now, I want to give you a little bit of context
0: <laughs> because
2: this. Because the headlines read just like that, and I was going in, and I read, you know, a little bit. I I got a little bit of the story, and not that my opinion changed anyway, but basically, he played junior varsity, moved up to varsity or whatever, and he was cut. Um, They said he was on the borderline of making the team, but it was a couple guys who played JV who didn't make it, and because because of uh, his school, the men aren't allowed to go back and play JV as a junior. You only could be on the varsity team but those same rules don't apply for the females. Um, and, you know, I, funny thing is I remember in my school, I think it was the same way too. You couldn't play JV as a junior. I think you'd be like a special waiver for some reason to play JV as a junior, but you couldn't just like try for JV. You had to be a yeah. varsity as a junior and a senior, but I don't know yeah. whether, in my school, whether the rules were the same for males and females. And uh, pardon me for those who get offended at the term female. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing, by the way. Uh, but so that's that's what the lawsuit is saying that it, it, it's it's you, you know it's, it's unfair because it's, um the ladies teams can actually do that. What do you think about um, the lawsuit? Do you think that part changes? Do you think that part changes your immediate reaction?
3: No, I think that her son trash and he shouldn't hey, even I don't. want to play JV as a junior. You know, well, you well, know what? I, let me not. Let me, let me not. Uh, you yeah. know. I, I'm I am with you in my high school experience. Once you hit junior year, you couldn't play J V and the way we mm-hmm. was wired, none of us wanted to play J V after, you know, junior year. Like if we if we weren't varsity matter of fact, if we weren't starting or getting serious minutes, like what do we what is we what are we doing here? Why are we here? Like we not. <laughs> but her argument is her son.
0: Her
2: son just loves the game of soccer and he just wants to play. And well, go, easy, play to play. <laughs> go play easy. play. Go play right. So basically, uh, given given that context of how the feet, uh, the the me, the ladies soccer team has, has different roles, you still think it's soft, huh? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that she's feminizing her son that. when something, when something happens Damn. that that she doesn't like, she's not going to get him out there to run those hills, get him that training to get him better, yell at him, make him, him, you know, make him put in 25 minutes in the morning, 25 minutes at night after practice, you know, to get better, to earn what it is that he wants, which is a varsity look. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough. It's going to happen in life. It's going to happen Yeah. yeah. a choice. You either accept it and move on to something you can be good at or you put the work in because you want it that bad. She did not yo. see the movie Rudy. She didn't see Rudy. She didn't get the lesson from <laughs> Rudy,
2: man.
0: Yo, Rudy,
3: didn't
2: accept it?
3: he didn't
2: accept it. Yo, no, I would, Yo, I don't care. I'm going to put this working.
3: I'm going to put this working. Listen, man. Go ahead.
2: Um, all, all I got to say about it is that story. Like, even if, even if, like, you know, I would be embarrassed if my mom did that anyway. Like, any, any way you look at it. Like, you know how I was catching when you when your mom coming to the gym and you know your mom going to draw when you play the
0: game. You get embarrassed no. right away. Come oh, on, dude. man.
3: I didn't, even think about, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Okay. So let's speculate here. The lawsuit goes through, he wins. Yo. How you gonna go face your teammate, man? Like, how's that gonna work? Like, like how you gonna? How, what's the team dynamic? Yo, like let's
2: say, let's, is, let's say the thing, yo. You know we gotta get cooked, yo. If my teammate filed a lawsuit or something, and they threw him back on the team, soon as you walk in the <laughs> locker
0: room, yo, yo, he wouldn't right away. Yo, he wouldn't, yo, yo real
3: quick clown. He, <laughs> Yo, we would literally clown him in the game. Like he
2: would get clown quit, Yeah, he would quit. Yeah, he would quit. He would quit. he, yo, would, quit. he, yo, quit. he would quit.
3: Yo, because on the low, Speaking on of clown, the though, low, we, we talked about Richie Incognito. But yo, what he did, to, to, to yo, that happened every day around
0: my way. Like, <laughs>
2: like you be all right. <laughs> you tough right.
0: <laughs> and, like
2: you see myself, B Yo, real quick though, um. Bobby Irvin, right, he apologized for former flat earth theory. Um, I saw the article that said he now believes the earth is round, but I actually listened to the podcast in which he said this. He didn't necessarily say that he believes the earth is round. What he said was he didn't recognize the power in his words, and he apologized if he hurt anyone with his whole thing and how he was stuck in the matrix of just conspiracy theories at the time. But he never really said that he switched his beliefs. He just said that he apologized if anyone was offended by
3: What he said. Yo, why do we you know, live in a world where Kyrie has to apologize for his idiot
2: feeling? Yo, why does he need to... Listen, yo, man. he doesn't have to apologize to y'all
3: if he's dumb enough to believe that the earth is a square? let that man believe that the earth is a square. Let him, let <laughs> earth, why does he have to apologize?
0: <laughs> yo, yo,
3: yo, yo, Jimmy. Yo, yo, they made my man apologize for being stupid.
0: Yo, they
3: make stupid. You apologize, Yo. just, huh? Yo. Yo, yeah. you apologize oh, for the Yo. feelings that you hurt when you said that the earth was flat.
2: Huh? What? Yo, I think that's not We're gonna get knowledge in the line real quick before we get knowledge in the line, though. Um, I just want to definitely uh give some quick birthday out. <laughs> listen, man, I think you gotta understand, and this is another thing about SXTD. We're about their brand, so. You know, he may say that, you know, this is affecting his brand. Who knows? Anyway, man, the birthdays are brought to you yeah. by your creator, whoever that is. My birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yo,
3: wait, 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 Jimmy. We apologize to anyone we offended by saying the creator. We apologize.
2: We no apologize. doubt. No doubt. Derek Rose. Derrick Rose. Ter- Yo, this can't be right. Derek Rose. How does is Derrick Rose, man? This can't be right. It says 30 here. 30 is Derek? Yeah, he's 30. Derek Rose is only 30? Yeah, we're
3: old. He's only
2: 30. Yeah, he's 30. Yo, uh, yeah, I like the injuries and how his career played out, but I didn't yeah, know he was still 30. Like young. Like,
0: wow. Yeah.
2: Damn. Yo, because of his yeah. career, he just seems older. Anyway, Tony Gwynn Jr. turns 36. <laughs> we got Jared Weaver turning 36. Uh, Kurt Thomas 46. A.C. Green, who's best known for um,
3: Wearing
2: a green, you know. He's known for playing on the the team. In in never mind, I'll leave it alone. Anyway, Tony La Russa, the great manager, Turned seventy four. We want to give a birthday salute to all these people on their birthday or My their
6: birthday, birthday week. Yay!
2: Yo, real quick, check us out at WarRoomSports.com dot com. Listen, man, that's where everything that we do could be found. Um, so everybody knows that, but I gotta say it anyway. That is the com. But call to speak with us about any of the topics today. Call to the Digital Extreme Technology hotline three two three four one zero 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 one two and press one when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press one. Press the homie, Nod? Nod, is this you ain't right, brother? Yeah, man. What up?
0: What up?
3: Nod, we apologize for on, anything. Man. We apologize for anything we've done that's that's offended you. We apologize for. By read believing the earth was flat, we just apologize, man. The culture of apologies. <laughs> see oh, and now see this this gets us into a weird place, man, because I think it's presented to the world as if everybody is sensitive and these apologies are because we're a sensitive society. Well the reality of it is we are a corporate society and these apologies are based on branding, uh not losing yeah. customers and making sure the money keeps rolling in. So that company that sent you that apology, they don't give a damn about your film. They just want you to keep shopping. And Kyrie's Percep- team, per- are and that together. Per- perception yeah. is reality. So the perception is we saw. So I'm going to go with we saw. Yeah, I, I, I hear mm-hmm. I you. I'm, I'm just saying, we are a very corporate culture, uh, a corporate oh, type. You know. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, oh, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. 100.
0: <laughs>
3: but... Uh, you know, the, the soccer story, you know, that, get, that gets to the interesting things cause, cause just because of what we're talking about right now. Like, soccer culture is not the most athletic pool of talent, so to say. So you're already not dealing with the top you're one when it comes. I'll yeah, man. Yeah, but with girls, it's harder to get as many to go out. So, you know, you don't have this available you're amount also... of people who are trying out and getting cut. So it would make sense for them to extend that on the girl side. It's not because they're trying to, uh, you know, take away someone's rights or anything like that. But the idea that this lawsuit is going forward, it's not a, an area around St. Louis, which makes a whole lot of sense because soccer moms are some of the worst people on earth. So th- this is her idea on how to get this fixed. Reality is your son should be ashamed if he's playing on JV as a junior. Like that's, that's just not something you do. And, and if you're a legit, if you're a legit ridiculous sports parent, you transfer your kid to another school. You don't go to the court system to try to work this out. You work the whole <laughs> old loopholes we've been using since the '80s. I had a partner who's, uh our high school coach paid for their home so he can live in the district so he could play on our team. He was a McDonald's All American, so now you see why he spent that money. But that's well, yeah. how you play the game. You play the loopholes. You don't try to screw no, anybody. Reality, I wasn't even going to go into this, Nas. The reality is, in American soccer, if you really are good, you don't even play for your high school. You wouldn't, because you were playing for high school, like, but well you already you can't even make your high school team, so how trash are you? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, just accept that your kid is not good. Look, I, look we all make uh, choices in life. When we were <laughs> in high school, the dudes who played with us freshman year who then got cut as we moved up the chain, hey, man, them dudes was than us because they got to get jobs. So their gear was a little more on point than us because we had to play on the team and do the open gyms and the summons. You know, all that, we didn't have time for jobs. So, you know, there's a give and take to this, man. Let your son go be fresh somewhere uh, because he's not great at soccer anyway. But, yeah, they just, that story's ridiculous. I'm sure eventually it's going to get thrown out. I want to see the ambulance chaser. Uh, that took on that case because that is a raggedy... Uh, it
2: reminds me of the firm but case here, but from here's the uh, thing, Texas. Here's the thing, though. What, what, yeah, and I go get ahead. your point about the, the girls not going out, but her point wasn't that he was good. It's like soccer was like what he liked to do, and she wanted him to be able to do it, but she was like... She was really fighting to get him on JV, saying that he can't even go back to JV when he definitely would make JV. He just came off of the JV thing, but he can't follow the same rules as the girl can. So that's kind of what the... So I don't think her argument was like you know she knows point. he's that good, but she just wants him oh, to have that. Right.
3: But Nas right. made but, but, but the but ultimate point. The he should up. be embarrassed.
2: Yeah. He's embarrassed
0: because oh, he
3: has to. I
2: told you if,
0: if
2: if he's my teammate, we gonna cook him. He's gonna catch all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of uh, you know trash talk. He he gonna want to quit anyway. He's gonna be like, Mom, I'm not playing. They keep talking about me.
3: All day, all day, and and deservedly so, man. But like I said, this is. This sounds mm-hmm. like a lawyer who is hell-bent on going after Title IX, and he's found a way to do it, and he's found the right client for mm-hmm. so what to go after it. This there is what go. happened with the Abigail Fisher case in Texas. Uh, you had a whole you know, group of lawyers down there who wanted to go after AA, and she was just the conduit for them to do it. And then it found, then they found out she didn't have the scores. She didn't have the, you know, out-of-school volunteerism. She didn't have any extra credit credentials. And she came from a school where she wasn't in the top percentile, and it was a really small, rural, raggedy school. So once that came out, you know, it, it went to hell. And I think that's what we're seeing with this. I think lawyers are absolutely okay. and, and trying to come up with That's an away.
2: amazing point. That's an amazing point.
3: Amazing point. But, yeah,
2: man. I didn't even think yeah, about man, that. I didn't it. think about that angle. Yeah, because cause what else would you couch the lawsuit in? It has
3: to be something where you're saying these girls are getting privileged, uh, boys are not extended to you know what I mean, but but whatever, man. So don't mm-hmm. so once you kick a young freshman off the JV because your old shaven almost got your license. Junior still want to play on the JV. Like, nah, bro, that's not life. That's not how it works, man. Get better. Get better at your sport. No, Yo, he gets uh, no, no yam. <laughs> all day, all day. If mama stepped in in your life like that at that age, oh, you get no jam. Oh, yeah, no, no, no question on that. one. But uh, y'all hit on earlier talking about legacy sports and, you know, teams and all of that, I think some of that stuff is overblown because legacies changed by generation. When we were kids, New England Patriots were bums. As we grew up, the New England Patriots became what they became. So if you grew up with them now, you don't look at them as their past. You look at them as the great team that did this, you know, it's there. So L.A., the Chargers and the Rams are looking at it like, this is a huge population, a whole lot of young kids there, And if they take on this franchise early on, especially because of the TV money, uh, we can create fans for life if we put out the good product. They're not here now, but if we just keep putting this on TV, you know, the potential for growth is is so vast that they're willing to take the shot on us. So, yeah, the Chargers thing is not Mm -hmm. working out now. But, you know, you never know going forward, man. All it'll take is that nice postseason run and, you know, get the kids involved. Look, I told y'all. I didn't know Georgetown was the HBCU. I was a Michigan fan because of Fan Five. Like these I, sports moments can no, create a you know, lifetime
2: fandom. I totally, I totally agree with you. I just found it interesting to watch the shift, like because I saw people start to jump on the bandwagon because the team was pretty good. So t- people start jumping on the bandwagon. The Lakers played one preseason game and they said, "Who cares about?" It? Like it was just weird. Um yeah. I mean a lot of it has to do with the whole new Lakers team too. They got LeBron and Rondo and all those guys down there. So a lot of it is that hype, but like it was a shift and just like even even if you listen to like the LA Sports Talk radio, no one even cared about it went from all Rams talk to you know, how many games are the Lakers gonna win? Can the Lakers beat the war? It was all Lakers and it was just weird. Um and even talking to people I know from out there, It's like, yeah, we we offset. I'm like offset? It's four games in.
3: Yeah, you're right. And if you're a
2: so, program director worth your salt, you do
3: got to go in the booth and beat the hell out of somebody if they ain't talking Lakers. Like, I mean, that's, that's just what it is. Yeah. You, the Lakers and LeBron. But you are those right, Those two though. things coming together. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to do it. It's a combination it. I, I of if
2: that. Yeah, if, that team, if that team can, the Rams, that is, if they can have any level of success in the postseason, plus with the new stadium, because people are going to come out the first year just to see the stadium, because the stadium is supposed to be an amazing stadium, which is one of the reasons they went there in the first place. Um, the renderings of the stadium like, are just, like, beyond belief. So if they get the stadium that they're proposing, people will come out just for that stadium, and if the team is good, you know, they may, they may sell people right there. But who knows? Uh, Tom will tell, but it's just amazing, like, how much of a basketball town that L.A. is. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And, and like you said, deservedly so. Uh,
2: and then on the other point,
3: the Golden State thing, man, I think a lot of this comes from Golden State being so self-congratulatory and patting itself on the back all the damn time uh, with, you know, hey, we mm-hmm. changed how to league this. We no, you got two of the top seven players in the league on your team. And then a few of the <laughs> top I'm like, saying. 30 on your team. Uh, you can call this genius coaching if you want to, but I will maintain that Raggedy Derek Fisher would be considered a genius if he had taken that Golden State job and Steve Kerr got stuck out there with Phil in New York, we would be talking about these two dudes in totally different ways because anybody can look like a genius mm-hmm. when that's what you're rolling out. So, yeah, when the rest of the league tries to emulate it, yeah, you can run the same set, but that ain't Steph coming off that pick and roll. That ain't KD exactly pulling what up, I said. At, like y'all <laughs> said, <laughs> <French> <laughs> line extended, that's two
0: exactly crossovers in that
3: same damn pull-up that you can't do nothing about, but you know he going to do it. What you going to do about it? Take it in the face. That's the same thing is. I said. Like
2: we we can make all the we we can make all the adjustments in the world, but I ain't making adjustments with Steph. I ain't making adjustments with Clay. I'm not making adjustments with Durant. I'm not making like it's just a, like like David West probably starting a lot of teams. Like seriously, and right, I didn't even bring right. up the fact that now they got boogie. Now they got boogie. So I mean, you know, it's
3: it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and try to find a time in the NBA where the second best player went to a championship winning team. Like you won't find another time where this happens. Not old guy will coming somewhere. We talking about in his in his prime, young second best player in the league goes to a championship level team. Add Hakeem to those Utah mm-hmm. teams and tell me Mike wins six. So
1: I mean we're unprecedented
3: no, nah. territory, man. But no, you know, nah, you nah, play nah. from June
1: to June.
3: Nah. And, and, and I would like your – I I know you've probably stated your <laughs> opinion on that. What what what. What is your feel to second best player in the world in his prime going to a world champion? How I, 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 you know because Jimmy will say and correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, but you'll say that that's crotchety old man get off my lawn. But what what what's your true feel no, about no, that Actually,
2: and actually, actually no. Actually, no. I said with the I said I said with the LeBron in Miami, I wasn't as mad. The K D thing, right. um, and, you know, it's still his decision, whatever it may be. That just rubbed me the wrong way, Paul, because of the how it happened with them being up three one to that team and then yeah. losing to that team and then him going there. To me, that made what he yeah. did different than what LeBron did. So that the my argument gotcha. was when LeBron did what he did, that's different. Like he met with his friends in the off season and they said, Yo, we gonna go to Miami Like you know, to me, that's a little different. Like, I could see me, like, my, my homies, like, yo, we can play down here in Miami, you know, the women and the beach and all that kind of stuff, outside of the basketball part of it. <laughs> to me, that's different than Durant, like, uh, you know, what he did. You know, what right, I think right. people but have Miami to Miami have like had to be coming
3: time. off uh, a record regular season wins and a championship, and then LeBron goes there to make the thing similar, man. Like, we're already talking about champions when he walks in the door. So, yeah, this they won a 73 of man, right games. Then, like, <laughs> <Set the record. laughs> so it is a little bit of old man griping, but there's also like a balance of power thing. If somebody in your fantasy football group makes a trade that upsets the balance of power, everybody's going to flip out. Y'all going to try to get it vetoed. Like y'all going to go off because now it's not competitive anymore. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's a legit argument just to say about KD, he was too good to do what he did now the pressure from 24 yeah. 7 sports media where we deciding people's legacy at 25 and we telling people if they ain't got a chip <laughs> they ain't nothing i think that's more responsible for him making that decision than anything you know what i am saying? The, the skip bailization oh. of sports like this ridiculous hot take era we in right now listen
2: listen uh what a, what a shot that miz is in our group chat he said that uh he was watching TV or listening to sports radio, and they were talking about how Patrick Mahomes is the Seth Curry of football. And I'm like, hold on. Already. I'm like, you know, Steph has Steph got two MVPs and three championships, and Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes hasn't played eight games yet. Like, how? What are we doing here? Like, what what are we really doing here? You know. Um. And speaking of that, real quick to both of you guys, I got we got a a, a comment in our group chat that says that Javel McGee. Is going to expose Steve Kerr for giving him limited minutes. What do you think about Javale McGee and how he'll fit in with his new team and everything? No, he's
0: not going to. not going to expose Steve Kerr. He's
3: just going to be a better player because LeBron is going, you know, and Rondo are going to spoon feed him. So he's going to be a better player, but he's still going to make the same headed mistakes. And as far as usage rates, when you got who they have, hell, how much could you carve out for Javale? You got KD, uh, Clay, Dra like, like, come on, man. Like, it's still JaVale. No, yeah. No, get out of here. You know, JaVale, JaVale, JaVale McGee averaged, it, get, don't give me, well, correct me if I'm wrong, he averaged 10 minutes or less for that Warriors team. Like, let's not get it twisted. If he ends up at the starting center, Steve Kerr's not going to be exposed at all. Just like you said, he's one of those players where I, I, I look at him and DeAndre Jordan, and Tyson Chandler, as guys, whoever the person is that passed them the ball, should get half of the points for, for that score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can score on their own at all. And Javale might do something like put a little shimmy shake on, reverse pivot, and shoot every now and again, and miss everything. So he's a re- he's a retard. So he's an athletic retard and a great defensive presence. But let's not get it twisted like giving JaVale McKee thirty five minutes a game is the team as giving JaVale McKee eight or nine minutes a game. Like, come on now. Come on. Right. I
2: think I think and I think, I, the think I
7: think still a
3: minute. Yeah,
7: remember when your coach yeah. used to
3: put that terrible dude in and hope for a couple of possessions possessions 'cause somebody's in foul trouble and after he made a few good plays they pull him immediately before the whole bottom fell out. Yeah, like, Yeah.
2: yeah. If you play JaVale 30 minutes, there's going to be a lot of bad plays in there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think a lot of people are, like, reacting based upon those first couple um, preseason games. He seemed to fit in with their up-tempo offense they're playing because he's very athletic, um, and he had a couple of good mm-hmm. games. But anyway, man, Naj, Naj, man, thanks for the call. Thanks for the, for the fire as usual, man. We appreciate your support, man, and, you know, have a good week, man. But thank you. Oh, say, man, and, and we got to get
3: in the, we're going to have to get into uh, Dr. Anderson sometime, too, because there's, there's a couple of points I got Absolutely. about him that that br- sometimes that brother, I don't know, man. Ooh, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, but him, you know, man. and it's funny, because I've, I've, I've had this comment about a lot of people. I said, there is no one I completely 100% agree with every take they have, right? So, and and right. we can talk about the greatest men who ever lived, whether we're talking about a Dr. King or a Malcolm X or a whoever you talk about. I'm gonna find a problem with something they say, but I try to take the good from each of those gentlemen, um, and not putting him up there with those. I'm just saying in general, there's nobody walking the face of this earth that I agree with 100% of the time. You dig but you know, try to take the positive. But I agree with you. There's some suspect things they say. Hey, 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 we will talk about that nudge, man.
3: You mess around and be in a labor camp or something. If that, if it ever come to that, it might be some bad circumstances (laughs) where you agree with every damn thing. So yeah, man, shout out to (laughs) y'all. That's true.
2: All right, we oh, it, Take it easy, homie. All right, great points as always by Nod. Real quick, be awesome. We got to talk about some football, which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or you can call two six seven two zero five four two zero three. But you got to stop using Wix sites. Step your game up, and let's talk about some
0: football.
2: <laughs> I know people probably, like, talk about football. You don't watch football. No, I don't watch football. Although I've kind of – I shouldn't say loosen my stance, but I, I'm just not the same. What I mean by that is, right, so the first season, last season, I, like, just didn't watch anything at all. It was a highlight. I cut it off. Like, so I was in Minnesota last week, and people was watching it at a, at a, um, a restaurant I was with. I didn't, like, get up and walk out. You know, but I still, I'm still, i still not actively watching football. But what I do is keep up with the news that uh, surrounding football – and there's, like, a story that I find interesting because it's part football, but it's part, like, labor relations, which is interesting to me. Um, and there's two stories, and I want to combine them here for you, B. Austin. And one is about Earl Thomas, um, who a lot of us believe will be one day be a Hall of Famer, but he got injured, and everybody knows he's fighting for a contract, but he came to play anyway. And as he was leaving the sideline, he gave the middle finger to his own squad. So he gave the Seahawks the middle finger as he was carted off the field with a broken leg. And what's kind of connected to this is Le'Veon Bell, who um, says he set the return in week seven during the bye week. And I think it has something to do with the amount of money he's able to get if he comes back for a portion of the season. Uh, but how do you see this thing playing out with now a high profile player getting hurt when he was arguing for a deal? Um, and Le'Veon basically now being a poster child for this with him sitting out. What do you see? What do you see? Uh, Going on, and, and will anything ever change in the NFL? Will this lead to more guaranteed contracts? Will this lead to anything changing I'm a, in uh, terms of the labor relations with the players? I'm gonna work backwards.
3: I'm gonna start with the last point you finished with. It's not gonna change much because the NFL has the weakest union in the world, and there's a Damn. huge there's a huge um separation in that union. When you look at marquee players like, uh, I don't know, take Tom Brady, for instance, or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, those guys make so much money. If they try to make a move, then they're going to say fight and stand with us. But the average NFL player doesn't make enough money to have the cojones to stand up and fight the ownership in the NFL. So that's where it very <laughs> a lot of.
2: Do, do you think do you think Tom Brady is even you think Tom Brady's even willing to help if they ask him to come fight with us? Considering the amount of money he made, he hangs yeah, with so the only. Yeah, If they ask Tom Brady, listen, I already know what's going to happen. As soon as the first thing until they ask Tom Brady to come stand with us, <laughs> you know. <what> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so no part so of that.
0: Yeah, the labor, the labor, the labor dispute. Until the NFL gets
3: a stronger union, that, that ain't gonna change. I
0: feel bad for Earl mm. Thomas
3: because, you know, his legacy that may mm. become a part of his legacy. That middle finger yeah. in Seattle.
5: Yeah. And uh-huh.
0: he's not
3: that type. Of, like he's a class guy. He just get, was getting frustrated with the fact that he lays it on the line. Y'all know how Earl Thomas plays football like a missile with no brain. Yeah. He's an unguided. And he asked them to pay me commensurate with the fact that I'm still the best free safety in the universe. And he was like, uh, uh, and now you injured. On,
5: yeah,
3: I'm not mad at John at all. They franchised your man two straight seasons under the, the guise of saying, yeah, 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 Le'Veon, 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 we're going to get it done. We'll get it done, Le'Veon, Le'Veon. But if you look at the Steelers, they have a history of stringing players along. Ben got his money, Antonio got his money, but there have been other cases where cats didn't get their money from the Rooney and Le'Veon's like, look, you're not
2: making me get 400, Gary.
3: You got to pay me. Listen, man.
2: I I I've uh <laughs> one of these days cats will realize that, you know, the, the 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 actual sports and sports business, like they're 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 both there, they're different things. Sports business is sports business. Um, there's a professional athlete that literally told me, um, and I and I promise respect, I won't put your business out there. Um, but he has been on our show so y'all can go check all the professional athletes that have been on our show. But how a team literally told him, like, you know, your family and you ain't never going nowhere and none that and the first deal came they sent him packing like the day after having a meeting with him and telling him that he's family. Um, you know, so it, but he was telling me the story just in reference to like, you know, sports business is sports business. It is what it is. Um, you know, so it's, I think a, a lot of young players probably will see this though. And, but what can it actually do? Who knows? I mean, because what's the alternative, right? Just to, You know, sit out and – but I but to your point about Earl Thomas though, my immediate reaction was like laughter when I saw him do that, but then I thought about it and I kind of came to the same conclusion as you. I'm like, yo, this is going to be part of his legacy and it's kind of sad because he, he's a guy that's a classy guy and a very, very talented player. In fact, one of the, a guy I think may may possibly go to the Hall of Fame and I can see them trying to hold this against him because, and it made me, it, it's a teaching moment too, right? So you tell the youth, like, you got to control your emotions. You can then make one decision in a in split second when you're acting on emotion and you know, and it carries with you forever. You know what I mean. Now, so it's a in t- context zone. So Contact his teammates. Well, we got. You only got, we only got 10 seconds. But we got to get out of here. Go ahead, uh,
3: His teammates knew it wasn't directed to them. It was strictly at the at management and coaching staff. Um, Le'Veon Bell, go get your money, double back boy. Don't let them kiss you. If you play from week ten yeah. on, you get your. Your vested interest in that year, and it counts towards your pension. So hold out and get
2: that money. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was something. I knew it was something in regards to that, man. So I mean, we'll see what happens, man. But um, and I know everybody knows who it was directed at, but you know how people hold against, like especially the media. Well, that they'll bring that up, um, and try to make him out to be a bad guy when that's not even who he is. Anyway, man. With that being said, man, be awesome. Salute to you, man. We rocked this evening. It was a great show. But thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another Briefing in the War. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Those in the group chat, salute to y'all. Um, you know, everybody, man. We got a lot of, a lot of conversation today, man. All the calls who called and got in, we appreciated those. We didn't get a chance to get to. We apologize. Gus, salute to you for handicapping the games and come on and talk to us for a little bit. Tune in next week, live right here or on demand as we recap NFL Week 5 and preview Week 6. We'll also catch you up on everything else happening in sports in general, because every sport is pretty much playing right now. A lot of boxing going on, so we got to bring it up. So until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you right back here. Catch everything we do social media, blogs, webcasts, everything at the hub, warm Get my book at sportsthebook.com or right at the hub, So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall
0: see you.
1: All the blueprint, Yo. every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this, ah. shout out to Dev, PJ, Woo. beat off and dot Bay on replay, uh. one dot com. Yeah. get that mobile app, it's not out 3-2-3 Street working double O-12, they be going and you sensitive then oh well, yeah, Physical the podcast the tough push i show time like magic and the block push magic listen alive push one to join in. rip your team or listen for your enjoyment hip hop dollars. tip stop and knowledge should be in sports as sports, trusted i ain't talking college pop guys no beast no. though. but the streets know I got a G-Flow, KC, uh, royalty. I'm in beast mode, Woo! two hours, get your game up, who's uh, the best, of course, you can better to name us, War are sports. sport, yeah, you know
0: <laughs>
3: warroom sports www.warroomsports.com what ain't no more to it